Welcome to the Ether. Today is Thursday, February 9th, 2023. Today on the Ether, the first half or the the first 37 minutes before it crashed uh, of the White Whale, what is new? Some updates uh, and then it crashed and then that that part wasn't recorded. But this part was, so yay. Let's take a listen. All right, all right. Let's get started. Um, yeah, first of all, um, yeah, thanks for attending, guys. Um, so we're gonna give like a quick update on where we at with right, uh, White Whale right now. Quite a, a lot has happened in the last uh, couple of months, and um, yeah, we'll give you a general update. And at the end, we'll have some special guests upstage uh, to make an announcement. So uh, stay tuned for that. Um, but let's let's get right into it. Um, so as as you might have heard, uh, we are launching our own chain right now, which is going to be the Migolo chain. And um, yeah, let's let's uh, talk about the reasons why we are actually launching our own chain. And uh, maybe Sebastian or Sencom, you can take this one, um, and then we will we'll dig into the reasons here. Yeah, so <clears throat> I'll start it off, um, and I, I want to take a step backwards first and um, just talk a little bit about the abstract and, and conceptual stuff. You know, it's been a while since we did one of these updates. We used to do these kind of spaces um, every other week during uh, White Whale V1, for, for some of you OG community members may remember that. Um, but then the crash happened, and, and we kind of went into stealth mode. Um, but we, you know, we have a lot to update right now. We have a whole lot, um, you know, of, of alpha to drop of updates, you know, and, and just to go over. So, um, I don't want to spill all the beans, right? I just want to kind of give a little bit of, uh, an introduction and some framework, you know, um, and, and set the stage and then we'll turn it over to some of these other guys. Right. But, um, you know, one thing that I do want to say is, White Whale as a team, you know, we've been through a whole lot, right? I mean, we were at um, ground zero. I mean, you couldn't be closer unless you were TFL. You couldn't have been closer to the to the DPEG and the crash than we were. You know, we were there sitting in the front seat, you know, trying to protect the peg, doing everything we could. Um, you know, we were right there, ground zero, right? Um, you know, and, and that did a couple things for us, right? One, um, you know, I believe because of that, as well as some of the other stuff that, that we've gone through, right, we've been very transparent um, about our journey, this team, um, and it's been quite a journey, right? But I think that um, we have been forged into one of the most resilient teams and groups 
um, in all of DeFi and in all of crypto. I, I mean, just just from that experience alone, you you know you come out of it very battle tested and very very battle hardened. I, I mean, all of the you know all of the 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 Terra teams. I mean, there was sixty plus projects building on Terra at the time. Look at how many survivors there were. Right, we got a nuclear bomb dropped on our head basically, and we came out of it. Um, we came out the other end. We survived. Um, you know, we retooled and we um, you know licked our wounds. Right, but but we we survived it. You know, and that that experience you know for a crypto team for a defi builders uh, you, you can't buy that that kind of experience you can't buy it right because really you know what it comes down to is is um you know the the resilience the talent the, the kind of determination of your team is hey we're going to make this work we're going to make something work you know and um you know so so i did want to comment on the resilience of our team, you know, that's that's one of the things that I wanted to share. The other thing, too, about it is that we learned a lot, right? We learned a whole lot from being at ground zero of the terror crash. We've learned a whole lot um, since then from deploying on five different blockchains. You know, um, we're, I, I think to this day, we're still the only um interchain protocol that's live on the cosmos right we are we're currently live on five chains terra juno chihuahua injective and comdex you know and very soon we're going to be live on our own chain our dap's going to be live on our own chain and then others to come so you know we've i i don't you know i know others are, are going to right i know mars is gonna and astroport they're going to deploy outposts on these other chains but to my knowledge i don't know that anybody else is is live on multiple chains yet in the cosmos right so um we've learned a lot from that as well we sort of have this history of of being um you know bleeding edge pioneers right and and doing you know being the first to the punch uh you know of these different kind of paths um you know down this 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 ever-growing and this fast-growing industry right um we've we've it's not our first time being the guinea pig um with with doing some of these things you know but just just with being an interchain protocol we've learned a whole lot there i mean we've learned you know launching a launching an application launching smart contracts contracts on a permission chain um to be frank is a, is a pain in the ass you know it, it just is right and and we went through it you know we went through it on several permission chains now and we've done it on permissionless chains um there's a big difference guys there's a there's a huge difference and um and that's why we decided to launch a permissionless chain because it's so much easier for for builders to deploy contracts you know when when we launched on injective and comdex um we we literally injective had to upgrade their chain they had to do a chain upgrade just so we could launch otherwise we would have to do, we would have had to do eight governance proposals one for each smart contract because you could only load upload one smart contract at a time and we literally did that on comdex we uploaded eight proposals right um it, it, it's just uh it, you know the the industry and the, the chains they, they weren't even ready kind of for you know for other builders to come who ha that had multi-contract dApps you know complex dApps that that required more than one one smart contract they weren't even ready for us to deploy yet right that's how that's how kind of bleeding edge it was but anyways i, I said that to say that we you know we're a very resilient team 
we're a very cutting edge team, right? And that brings us to um, to our alliance chain, right? Again, this is a first mover thing. We're going to be in the first tranche at the very least, right? If we will be one of the first um, to adopt and to integrate the alliance module, right, in in our chain, um, you know, and that's okay. We're we're excited that we're excited about it. It's very much experimental, right? We we don't know um, exactly how how this is going to go. It's very much experimental, but we can see a lot of potential um, with the Alliance module and with the shared security of it and with the, you know, the opportunities that it opens up. I mean, we've already just, we, we haven't even launched yet. And um, the partnerships and the alliances, right, um, that, that have been formed and the agreements on who's going to be building what on our chain um, are just very exciting, right? And there's just a whole lot of potential um, for this model, right? And it also, it fits, it fits very well white whales ethos and and really what we were building um so after after the terra collapse just you know for those of you who don't know we sort of shifted our vision um to interchain liquidity right interchain liquidity is really what we're focused on that's the um you know the the problem that we're solving is uh, fractionalized liquidity across the cosmos right because if if the cosmos is going to have dozens hundreds thousands of blockchains um you know they're all going to have dexes they're all going to have you know primitive dApps um, lending markets things like that so there's going to be liquidity that's distributed um across all these chains right it's, it's fractionalized liquidity so we're you know we shift our vision to um, being a solution to the fractionalized liquidity across the cosmos, right? And that includes, um, you know, these liquidity hubs that we've deployed five of already, right? And and uh, eventually interchain pools, you know, interchain liquidity pools that basically you can, um, you know, you can LP in one place, you can LP on our chain or in one place, and that liquidity gets distributed and balanced across all of the chains that we're live on. Right. So it's um, we, we want to be sort of an arbiter or distributor of of liquidity across the IBC. Right now, because of our model and because we already have liquidity hubs on five blockchains, um, Alliance really just just fit perfectly with our with our vision. Right. We were we were in talks. We were deliberating on um, where we want to sort of plant our our base, our epicenter, you know, and we were you know, we were talking about Terra. We were talking about Juno. We were kind of going back and forth. Do, should we should we launch our own chain? Um, you know, and then we kind of discovered <clears throat> the Alliance module and it really was a hand in glove fit, right? Because we already have relationships with these other L1s, um, you know, and, it, it, you know, we're, we're basically halfway there with the Alliance. We already have alliances formed, essentially, right? So it was just, uh, you know, it, it feels like it was... Um, you know, just a, a hand in glove situation. So, so that being said, I'm, I'm very excited. I'm very excited to be, to be deploying our chain, you know, so, so now with our, with our interchain liquidity vision, now we have a, you know, a permissionless smart contract ecosystem, right? So we're leveraging the alliances that we already have in the cosmos and the interchain liquidity model, um, you know, to launch and to birth this, this permissionless smart contract ecosystem.
right? So, um, you know, it's it's very exciting. We're 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 pumped about it, and it, like I said, we have a lot of a, a lot of news to share. But um, but I will I will turn it over from there to um, you know, maybe Sencom. You wanna you wanna go? Where do you want me to start? Wherever you want, sir. Wherever you want. <clears throat> All right. So. I think let's start about what we're actually building here in, in, in the ways that users can interact with it. So we're building our own chain. That's correct. And the launch will be, fingers crossed, very, very soon. So um, on the chain, you will have, who would have guessed, a whale token with a ticker whale. And you will be able to stake said whale token on the chain. And there will be inflation, very low inflation, four percentage points. Um, and obviously, you get inflation rewards. Now, with Alliance, other tokens can be staked on our chain. And we will form alliances with at least every, every blockchain that is part of our liquidity hub. So that includes Terra, Juno, Chihuahua, Injective, Comdex. So, and these tokens or the tokens of these chains can now or can then be staked to our chain. And here comes the, the really interesting part. Whale stakers will earn a part of all of these tokens. So let me repeat that. So by staking whale to our chain, you will earn Luna, Injective, Comdex, Chihuahua, Juno, Atom, and so on. So every chain we enter an alliance with will directly benefit whale stakers because you get part of the tokens staked to our chain. So instead of, so basically by staking whale, you get a basket of the half of the interchain, the most interesting projects just by virtue of staking whale. So that's the first thing, but obviously things don't stop here. So we are, um, and we'll come to this later in talks with very great teams who are doing liquid staking. So these teams, they will build uh, liquid staking solutions. And we'll come back to this uh, towards the end of the call. They will build liquid staking tokens. So you don't, won't stake the whale directly. You will use a liquid staking solution. So now you have liquid whale that appreciates through inflation of the whale token and, the, and at the same time earns you a basket of the whole interchain. And this whale token, this liquid whale token, this you know, Apex asset that appreciates in price and earns a basket of the IBC ecosystem, you will then be able to move this liquid whale to any of our satellite markets on Juno, Terra, Injective, Comdex, Chihuahua, and Migalu itself and stake it locally to the satellite market and thus earning additional whale, atom, and the local token of the chain. So you, you stake the token, earn half of the IBC tokens, get whale inflation, then stake this liquid whale to our liquidity hubs, the satellite markets, and earn even more yield and participate in local governance of the liquidity hub. That's, yeah, that's what we're building in a nutshell. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's just stop there for a second and think about that for one second. You know, we're talking about whale token, staking whale token, right? And earning not just whale rewards, but Luna, <clears throat> Adam, um, Injective, right? 
all of these, you know, all of these apex assets you will be earning on top of your whale rewards by, by staking whale. That's the power of Alliance, right? That's the power of Alliance. And essentially <clears throat> what we're talking about and what, what Sencom just mentioned um, is basically double dipping, right? In, in a way, because then you could take your whale LSD, right? And you can stake it on our local, on, on our local liquidity hubs and earn more of those rewards as well, right? From, from swap fees and, and things like that on the local level. So go ahead, go ahead and said, Tom, continue. Yeah, and let's make things a little bit more interesting for the DGENs out here who like, um, you know, complex protocols that, you know, offer insane amount of yield opportunities. So we'll then have this, um, these satellite markets where people stake their liquid whale for even more reward. Then we will have this interchain liquidity type of thing that is controlled from the main chain. So. Um, let's say we have we have a pool um, atom whale and it's live on five chains. You can then go to our chain Migaloo, deposit your tokens into the pool there, and in the back end, that liquidity is distributed across all of our satellite markets. And here comes the really flywheel effect. So the the, the liquidity will be distributed across the satellite markets based on the amount of whale of liquid whale staked to the satellite markets so at the end of the day we'll have millions of liquidity interchain liquidity available and whale holders or in that sense liquid whale holders will be able to direct that liquidity based on which satellite market they stake their tokens and now you have a really competitive situation where if you as a community, as a blockchain, want the deepest liquidity on your chain, you need to get attract whale to be staked on your satellite market that's on your chain. And th this creates an insane market dynamic where you have this apex asset that earns you half of the interchain tokens, appreciates even more if you stake it on the local liquidity hubs, and then has the power to direct millions of liquidity across the interchain to wherever it's needed yeah that's that's really powerful um yeah let, let's dig into that mechanism actually for a second so um that would also like essentially open up the door for uh, potential bribes for whale holders right so protocol could come externally and say okay we want to have like more liquidity on our chain because we recently bootstrapped uh, our chain or for whatever reason, uh, there's a new feature coming. So we want to have within the next, I don't know, two or three months, like more liquidity on our chain. They could actually incentivize that by bribing uh, whale stakers. Is that correct? Point on. Cool. Yeah, that, that's exciting. That's exciting. So on, on top of the, all these rewards uh, that you're getting from staking on chain and uh, staking to our uh, application, you, you will also get external incentives. That's really cool. Go ahead, Sebastian. Yeah, so I was just going to bring up one more point. I think when when we get down to a practical level here, um, what you know, when when we deploy on our on our new chain on Migaloo chain, when White Whale deploys our DAP, which is you know, it's basically an AMM, a DAX and Flash Loan vaults. Um, our exchange, you know, in the, in the beginning at least, um, I think it will look 
you know, a lot like kind of a, a hub or an exchange for um, stable coins, two things, stable coins and LSDs, right? Um, so we'll kind of be like a like a depot or like a, a, you know, an epicenter for, you know, a lot of the different stable coins that you see coming up <clears throat> on, in, in the cosmos. And, and we're already in talks with them as well as a lot of the different LSDs. So the pools will be LSD pools and stable pools, right? It, you know, we'll have the, the stable swap, two pools, three pools, um, and, and different things like that. And I think that these these tokens, you know, both of them really will have their own niche, um, but growing in adoption market in the cosmos and, and serve, you know, sort of more integral roles, um, especially as, as, you know, all these shared security mo models come out. Um, so what, what I think, you know, white whale is going to look like, you know, at least initially as we launch is sort of this epicenter for these these assets that are going that are going to become interchain assets specifically the stable coins um and the lsds right and then with the alliance module there's just so much there's so much you could do from them and then think about it this way right we you know um if we have lsd pools so let's say there's an lsd of whale and an lsd of luna and you have that pool um, this is interesting for LPs as well, for liquidity providers as well, because you have two appreciating assets, right? You have two compounding assets um, to LP. You know, they're both growing, right? They're both auto compounding. Um, so it automatically is giving giving a yield, it's giving that upward pressure on the LPs. So I'm thinking there's going to be a lot, um, you know, a lot of those LP, you know, a lot of those pools um, with LSDs, a lot of the different combinations and the alignment and the partnerships that we're coming up with, um, you know, the, you know, Migaloo Chain will be a place you go to, you know, to trade LSDs or stablecoins. If you need X stablecoin to do that, this will be a great place to go and sort of get it. And again, and then another, you know, another utility. If we're talking about um, the stablecoins, right, and and stablecoin pools. Um, you know, is is for collateral, right? So some of these stablecoin pools, right? If you think about the all of the possibilities, all all the sort of DeFi, DGen possibilities that you could do with Alliance, and you start brainstorming and just start imagining the different the different ways to go, right? We we could you know <clears throat> we could take an LP token. For a for a stablecoin pool, and we could whitelist it as a staking as a stakeable asset on Migaloo Chain, right? Now that does a couple things. One, it shoots up demand to LP that position, right? Um, but then it also you, you could you could then make an LSD of that LP token, right? Somebody could make a, a you know an LSD of that LP token, and that could be used as collateral, right, to borrow, right, either on Cavern or Mars or, you know, pick your lending protocol. But now you have an appreciating um, stable swap LP token. So you're LPing a stable swap pool, and then you could pledge it as collateral, right, which is a stable coin collateral, and then you could borrow against that asset. Right. So, you know, th that just gives you an idea of the, the potential and the possibilities that that sort of opens up um, from this model. Right. But again, I think, you know, the start and what we're going to focus on really are the Cosmos 
um, stable coins and the LSDs. So, so you know what to expect. Anybody else want to chip in anything? Anything to say? Or did I just cover everything? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry, sorry about Every, that. They're all dumbstruck. Everybody's everybody's <laughs> awestruck. <laughs> I was actually talking the whole time, but then I realized my mic's off. So yeah, um, actually, that, that's that's really exciting, um, especially the possibility uh, to borrow against the assets uh, the, um, that are appreciating. Uh, that reminds me a little bit of Kinetic. So self-repaying loans, they, they were going to launch on Terra. So um, that's really cool. So you could have essentially collateral that pays it, the, the debt of the loan off. So th that's that's really, really cool. An interesting opportunity. Um, nice. Uh, before we come to our guests, actually, um, I wanted to dig in uh, into the token economics a little bit. And uh, maybe, Sencom, you can uh, take this one. Um, you wanted to say something anyways. Um, sure. Yeah. Sure. So um, with, with regards to the tokenomics, there's a question from Corporate Andre. Um, let me quickly ask uh, answer that. He posted it in the chat of the space. Um, he's asking um, how the whale stakers will receive all the different assets. So why do you earn as a whale staker? Why do you start earning Juno and Atom and Luna? This is because we will enter alliances with these chains. That means a part of the whale inflation will be directed to, for example, Luna stakers on our chain. So um, this is voted by governance. So the chain, so the governance will basically decide, all right, we want to give 5% of the total whale inflation to Luna stakers. So now Luna holders can come over, stake their assets on Migaloo, and get whale inflation on top. So we won't whitelist um, native Luna because this could be interpreted as an attack on the security. We will whitelist the LSD tokens. We have two very specific uh, LSD tokens in mind, and one of them is here in the chat, and he will come up soon. And the liquid Luna is appreciating. I mean, that's obvious because Luna has inflation, so liquid Luna is appreciating in price. So now, um, as you stake the, your, your liquid Luna on the whale ch on the Migaloo chain to get some of the whale inflation, there's a very, very small take rate on your liquid Luna that will be distributed to the stakers. It's so small that at the end of the day, you will still end up getting more Luna because Luna inflation might be 20% and we probably take just 1% or 2%. But, but that 1% or 2% will be the yield distributed to the actual whale stakers. I hope that answers your question. Um, Andre, uh, give me a thumbs up if that's good. Otherwise, um, I'll continue with the tokenomics. So tokenomics, um, we will start out with exactly 600 million whale. This means, and every Luna Classic whale holder will get a one-to-one -one reimbursement of what they had with the airdrop. And, and back on Luna Classic, we had a total, or a total supply of a billion. So now your airdrop is basically worth double. So just let that sink in so we didn't forget you. Your airdrop is now almost worth double because we shrink the supply by 
400 million. But we lifted the cap, so there's no total supply. There is low inflation of exactly 4% per year, regardless of bonded rate or anything, every, every time just 4%. Why did we do this? We did this because an ecosystem, we're building an ecosystem here, not a store of value. A store of value like Bitcoin needs a capped supply. As an ecosystem needs a very low predictable inflation rate that can facilitate growth. But don't worry, this is not going to you know, inflate away your gain because one, it's only 4%, which is very low. And two, we will aim to make or to introduce burn mechanisms across different domains both on our liquidity halves and on the chain itself. So what you'll eventually get is this apex asset that earns you whale inflation, that earns you all the different tokens. You can stake it on the liquidity halves to earn even more direct liquidity, participate in governance. And at the same time, even though the token is inflationary and, and your stake increases, the token supply will be deflationary. And, and this is really where things become interesting because now you have the deflationary properties of a store of value that appreciates in price and is very interesting for investors. But at the same time, you have an inflationary token that facilitates growth of the whole ecosystem. That's my rant on economics. Yeah. And, and let me just chime in there um, in regards to the burn mechanism, which I think this is a key part of it, right? Cause it, it does balance out the, the inflation and, and eventually, you know, turn this into a deflationary mechanism. Um, I think about it this way, right? So, and, and I'm most excited about the burn mechanism on the protocol level, right? So every protocol fee, every time there's a transaction on chain, right? And, and think about it this way. So on Ethereum right now, if you're, if you're using Ethereum, you're gonna pay at least a few dollars in gas, right? And, and everybody's used to doing this, everybody who's used Ethereum, it's why most of us have been drawn deeper into DeFi and into Cosmos and Luna and wherever, you know, wherever you park, right? And whatever you use. Um, in, in the bull market, it was, it was worse. It was $60 just to use the chain every time you did anything on Ethereum, right? I personally, I think that if we implement a fee, right, a, a small tax, I'm talking like five cents or something like that um, on every on every transaction on the protocol. OK, um, and that fee is used um, to buy and to burn whale tokens. Right. So it's on the protocol level. Right. That, you know, one, I would I would be fine with paying it. You know, I'd be fine with paying a few cents every transaction um, and it's it's burning. So then every every DAP that's building, every protocol that's on top of whale, everything, every transaction on top of the protocol um, is all burning whale. That's that's the idea. Right. So we want to implement something like this um, as as early as possible. And, and um, you know, as the ecosystem then grows, right, the deflationary mechanism kicks in more and more. Okay, so that's, that's the idea behind that. Go ahead. The inflation, I'd like to piggyback on what you said. So um, a little bit more abstract. We have two burning mechanisms planned. What Sebastian just described is the on-chain burning, so on the Megaloo chain. And this one, it scales with the amount of transactions, not with the value transferred but just the sheer amount of transactions because the fee is you know usually the same or very similar 
So the more transactions, the more it burns. And this scales with number of transactions. But again, we don't stop here. We have our satellite markets across all the different chains. And they will have, they will have a burn mechanism too that doesn't scale on transaction amount, but on the volume that the satellite markets generate. So now you have two different burn mechanisms, one that scales with, with trading volume on the satellite markets, and one that scales with activity on the Megaloo chain. And this pretty much means if Megaloo grows, more whale is burned. If the interchain grows and our satellite markets appreciate in, in liquidity and trading volume and all that, in flash loan volume, whale becomes deflationary too and more gets burned. So we have two very interesting dynamics here and combined with this you know, Apex asset that appreciates in value and has all the different IBC tokens you know, as rewards from staking, I think this, come, or this might be a very, or this will be a very powerful tokenomic model. Yeah, so, so part, of idea, part of our idea and our thesis too is, um, you know, because you're going to be able to stake whale and earn, you know, the, the other Apex assets of the Cosmos, you're going to be able to earn Luna, earn Adam, right, Juno, whatever, you know, Injective, these other chains that we have alliances with. Um, and because we have direct exposure to these chains by having liquidity hubs on, on these different chains, right, which all have volume and pairs and all this stuff. So the idea is that, you know, whale token is a play on the IBC in general, right? It's a way to it's a way to play, it's a way to bet on the entire IBC because if the IBC does well, if Injective and Luna and Juno and all these projects do well, if you see volume increase, if you see the token prices go up, right? We're we're levered um to the success of the IBC. And and rightfully so, right? We believe in the IBC, so we're trying to create a, a model that kind of captures um captures that in general. You know, we, we, because we have exposure all over it. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was White Whale. What's new? The first 37 minutes uh, before it crashed. Recorded on Thursday, February 9th, 2023. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And if you want to keep listening, head on over to TerraSpaces.org slash donate and show some support now. Sneaking through back alleys on a little cosplay Broadway all day, looking like the wrong way Resuscitating major players in the waiting room Sifting through the paperwork while I be debating fools Breaking rules, breaking bad, like we always wait for doom Slayed a few in my early years, often hit the shroom Sitting in the dark, waiting for the daily news To let us know what we should believe as the latest truth Stay aloof, writing rhymes in the studio Trying to keep it well lit like filming a movie role Sorting through support from your endorsements Of course we're tripping balls, handing reports in the latest proof ain't a way to move, change the view Just a bunch of pack of heads living in a chicken coop Picking at the dinner, finger licking like the plate is good So kick it for a minute then show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Big thinking energy always gets the best of me When I kick it in the lab, messing with new recipes Gotta mix and match, flip the latch, letting rhythm scratch Dope shit, spitting facts with my vision smash Big trip
of aristocrats Dishing out a list of trash Missing wisdom This fish is too big to catch Better let the missus know Where you hit the stash Watch your next step bro Before you hit the traps Walking on eggshells Tripping over landmines And I'm about done Dealing with these damn lies Man I'm looking at this planet Like a franchise Chastising to digging holes In the back nine The latest proof Ain't a way to move Change the view Just a bunch of pecker heads Living in a chicken coop Picking at their dinner Finger licking like the plate is good So kick it for a minute Then show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Two spaces.